welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Mike Ozibovich. Hello. No Matt O'Hara this week. He, uh, he did... Well, he did not personally give birth, but his wife did give birth to a little girl last week. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations, Matt. He now has two kids, a boy and a girl. Mr. American. Yeah, the all-American dream. Yeah, good for him. It's like Hulk Hogan and stuff. Right. So uh, this is Dynasty Fantasy Football Week 15, essentially in review. We only have one uh, Well, one more week, and this following week is uh, the championship week. Uh, yeah, it should be for like pretty much majority of leagues should be championship week. Yeah, everybody really unless unless it was like this week, you know, unless right. you do week fifteen. Uh, right. You win any championship games? Uh no, unfortunately yeah. not. Yeah, I'm in one. Yeah. Yeah, it was you know, one of those years. I heard about one. that one. I was talking to a a listener. A listener? That's in one of your leagues. Oh yeah? Yeah. What's up, Brian? Oh. And he's in the league? Yeah. He said yep. you won, went to the championship. Yeah, we're congratulations. In. Yeah, thanks. I feel good about it. Uh so as the year winds down here, you know, we'll still cover the weeks and what we learned. We'll talk a little. We won't get into every single game like we have the last few weeks because there's there's no need. We've yeah, learned not really, a lot. Right. Uh, anything that's really kind of important we'll talk about. There's a couple of things we do want to talk about this week and we'll answer a lot of Twitter questions. And as the year ends, we'll do our year in review. We'll do our buy, you know, sell high or buy low or a rookie redraft. And then we'll be diving into the rookies. From here all the way until uh until the draft. And after the draft we'll break down how they favor on the new teams. Right. That sounds good. And then we'll get you ready for your uh two thousand fifteen season in cool. about what, that's about eight months away. Right. Yeah, I'd be here in no time, right? Well, it just depends. I mean, like, you know, some people do their drafts though, right after the NFL draft. Like we do. Right. So your league's constantly going. It's con- it's the best thing about Dynasty Fans football. There right. is no off season. No. A little downtime. Well, not for us. We'll still be doing a show every we'll week. We'll still do a show, but I'm just saying for hey, the leagues. we're still here for you, man. Right. We're not turning our backs yeah. on you. Everyone loves football. Yes. Yes. Just because the fantasy football season is no longer on Yahoo or anything, we're still here for you. Right. On iTunes. And thanks to you guys. We are the number one ranked Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast out there. Thank you very much for ranking us on iTunes. You guys thanks help out fans. a lot. Hey, thanks, guys. So let's get back. Let's look back on to week 15. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is Odell Beckham Jr. Another huge game. Unbelievable. Three touchdowns. Did it all over the place. Uh, I'm seeing stuff out there now on Twitter. I've noticed that people are now officially, you know, you know how it is. It's a what have you done for me lately kind right. of league. Mm-hmm. And when you do. Uh, He's the best receiver of all time. Yes. Right. Or the, what, I, what I've been seeing is, like, if you could pick, somebody put that there on Twitter, like, give me your top five dynasty receivers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Odell Beckham Juniors on there. And. I I personally, now I love him. I love him. Right. I, I'm a, I, I love enough where I'm willing to put him up all the way up to number three in our redraft. You know, and if you took him number one overall, I'd have no argument over the, at all over all the other rookies this year. I'd have no argument. I still like Sammy Watkins, and I still like Mike Evans' upside a, a tiny hair more than Odell Beckham Jr. Right. I think. Uh... Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably still agree with. That. I think, I mean, Sammy Watkins is just the only thing. He's just in Buffalo, man, and until they get that 
quarterback situation straight now because obviously Kyle Orton's not going to be the guy to take you to the Super Bowl. They're going to have to do something with that. And they will. I mean, and they, they, should, will. they probably and will. And if, if and if if they're lucky enough to hit on a QB, you know, uh, and not miss. Hopefully that'll take Watkins up because he's got the skill. And man. he's shown it this year too. Right. He's actually shown glimpses. And he's been, and he's been nicked up he's been all nicked year. Up. And the same thing with Mike Evans. He's shown us this year. Again, you don't usually see rookie wide receivers come in and do these things. I mean, Odell Beckham has seven straight games of 90 yards or more. I mean, Odell Beckham is doing something that no rookie receiver has pretty much ever done right. in the history. I mean, there's Anquan Bolden. And mm-hmm. Randy Moss, they were like really good rookie receivers, but right. But you got to keep in mind though, the league's changed a lot yes. since those guys are around. So all this, all the stats are skewed. They're skewed now versus guys back in the day. Which I agree, but still to the point. I mean, if you go last last couple of years, I mean, there's been really good. Even I mean, AJ Green when he came in, he was he was okay. Right, his first year, yeah, really. You know, he did well. Uh but and and I agree with you where. It is skewed because now you're seeing guys like Jarvis Landry. He's a solid wide receiver three this year. Right. We see Mike Evans. He's playable. Oh, yeah. Jordan absolutely. Matthews is playable. Right. You know, there's a lot of guys out there. There's a lot of rookies. Out, you know, Kelvin Benjamin, playable. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, you're splitting hairs. You know what I mean? Uh, between some of those guys. I mean, they're, they're all really good. I. So would you anoint? Odell Beckham is a top five, obviously not because we just mentioned those two rookies that we both like to hear more, like, as a top five dynasty receiver right now. Like, I wouldn't take Odell Beckham over Antonio Brown. No, no, absolutely not. I Like, for me, it just, like, how, how I see things, I mean, I'm sure there's always instances that'll uh, change what my statement's about to be, but, like, typically, I I want to see, like, a little more than like one season before I'm anointing yeah. somebody that high up. Just me personally, you know what I mean? Like, hey, let me see you do it again, and and then we'll then we'll talk. You know what I mean? But there are those outlying um, instances where I'm sure I would have said something differently. But I think in like in these instances, like with Odell Beckham, to put him that high already, I just feel like, man, if you were just doing a rookie or a dynasty, like a starting up draft, start up draft. and you took Odell Beckham that high, I'd be like, not saying that it wouldn't pan out for you because it very well may. I just, I, after the draft, I'm like, that's risky. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't you say somewhat yes. risky? Ballsy. I mean, you know? Right. Like, oh, ballsy. That's, that's ballsy. Yeah. Right. But, then, but then I can see myself going, I like it, man. I like your, I like right. it. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. Like, it looks cool. And that's, and that, and that's, that's a, that's a good place to be in Dynasty right now because you want to build your team around young wide receivers. And there's so much, like, if you take this, because all you do is just take this rookie class. Right. Throw it in with the established guys of the Des Bryants, the Demarius Thomas, right. the A.J. Greens. Right. Sprinkle with a little Jordy Nelson, Antonio Brown on top, and Josh Gordon. And then you have a good, solid, like, 15, you know, top 10, 15 guys there that, like, you like, all right, I got a good, solid wide receiver one here. You know, somebody right. I feel comfortable with that's young that I can kind of grow with here. So, again, it, it, I love Odell Beckham Jr. I think he is going to be really good for a long time. Right. And right now he's being targeted really heavily in the offense. He is the offense yeah. and he's producing. Right. So do defenses scheme to shut down Odell Beckham Jr.? Can Odell Beckham Jr. be shut down? 
I mean, I'm saying no, right? I say point. no as well either. Right. But I, again, I just want to bring it up because I saw I saw it going out there this week about him. People talking about, oh, I'd have him. You know, he's my top five, and I'm just like, ah, to me, that's a little bit high. And then, again, that's me just being. I guess it could be just me. It's my own personal opinion because I guess there's right. no right or wrong no, answer. Because no, if you have a wide receiver isn't. one. Then you have a wide receiver one. I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, right. if you have A.J. Green and Julio Jones, I mean, you're like, well, I like Julio better. I'm like, oh, I think A.J. Green's better. It's like, okay, whatever. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no, I, I don't know, like the way I approach or I think about fantasy sometimes, it's like, it's so subjective. No one, tr- no one truly knows. I mean, how do you, you know, no one truly knows. I, I think you just try to put your best educated opinion based on what you've seen in the past, what you've seen in the present, and just kind of roll it all into one, and hopefully you come out with the best educated guest, you know, on how these guys are going to be. That's like but no one knows timing like, for the season, too. You know, the ghost of Christmas past, ghost of right. Christmas present. <laughs> right. Really tied in there well. No, I agree with you. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, like, hey, if you said, for example, like, oh, I think, uh, I think A.J. Green's awesome. And he and he has a terrible year. Is that your fault? Like, nah, he should have been awesome. You, you know, I'm just using that, just using that name as no, an yeah, example. no, exactly. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, he should. Like when people are like, same like when people ask you for advice and they're like, hey, who should I sit? And they go, should I sit? Should I sit AJ Green or Jarvis Landry this week? And you go, you sit Jarvis Landry, right? And then AJ Green has like eight points, and then you know Jarvis Landry has like 22, and you're like, oh. Some kind of expert you are. I'm like, right. well, it's not your fault that <laughs> you know AJ Green didn't yeah. produce that week, or you know, just using your best educated guess. I mean, look at these guys that are like way above us on the on the pay scale. You know that like get get them wrong all the all time. The time. All Matthew the time. Barry's Evan Silver. Right. I mean, they're wrong all the time as well. It's such always a, wrong, man. And that's why I tell people you know when they say, "Hey, I missed this one," and then got like our fans are great. They're like, "Hey, we missed right. this one," but you know, I understand it's going to happen. And I don't. I've never had. I haven't. I haven't anybody really come out and call me like a. Oh, you're. You know, you're. Horrible. I think I had like one time a dude call me like a name or something because yeah. I got one wrong. Yeah. I think like we were both on there. I retweeted it. It's the only time it's ever happened. It was. Yeah, I thought, I thought like, it was amusing. It's like, dude, it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know. If 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 we if we knew every single person has to be sweet every week, we'd be holding million dollar checks on a weekly weekly basis from DraftKings. Right. You know, we'd be the million dollar winners every week. It's. And, you, and that's another strong point. Like, it shows, like, how hard, like, why don't you see, like, you know, you think Matthew Barry, if he was, like, if he had a chance to win a million dollars every week, he'd be on there winning a million dollars right. every week and say, hey, screw you, SBN. Right. I got 16 weeks to become a multi, $16 million. Right. You know? and, and, you know, and, like, no offense to him because this is just how it is. But, like, you know, when he goes on TV and stuff, I mean, they, for the most part, state the most blatantly obvious stuff. I think, like, on our end, I feel as though we maybe we're deep. wrong. I think we dig a little bit deeper and we go out on a lot more. Uh, we do. We, you know, we put our opinion or, you know, we go on more of a ledge. You well, know we we do it all the time. During the regular season, I would say, well, let's go ESPN here. Because, again, I love when you look on TV and they say, hey, on your waiver, you're like, waiver wire edition. Go pick up Jarvis Landry. And like, right. Jarvis Landry. And then I'm just looking like a redraft. I'm like, Jarvis Landry, if he's if he's on your waiver wire, then let me join what kind you. Of, like, right, what league are you yeah, in? Why aren't you, why aren't you undefeated with the most dominant team of all time? Yeah, right. like, start Calvin Johnson. It's like, you start Calvin Johnson everywhere. Right, you always, absolutely. Because you know, we always live by the thing, no matter what, you start your studs. No matter what. Right. You know, and then when you get into playoffs, you always want to play 
you know, going to your championship game this weekend, you like you do want to pay attention to matchups. Like if you had somebody that's close, like if, you know, say like AJ Green up against like Joe Hayden, who usually plays really good against AJ Green. Like you're right. still gonna play AJ Green unless you had like three other receivers that are like really good. Right, and odds—I mean, odds are my guess is that you don't. You, you don't. You know, like uh, I just, yeah, you know. So I, I hear you. It's just the 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 way fantasy's played, and I don't, I don't know that everyone always grasps that. Yeah. But I'm sure most of the people that, because we don't really get that type of. Well, the key feedback, is the so key most is of the people we talk to are talking to. I think to be in a position like for us even be on here, even talking to people who are out there listening, is just to be right more than you're wrong you know and i feel and i and i and i get a lot of feedback from the fans out there too definitely via twitter i got i've got tons of tweets this week saying hey man i'm in the championship game you know because you, you helped me out tons this yeah, year." yeah i'm interested how many like you know if you want to take the time and hit hit us up or whatever on twitter i'm just curious how many people out there we help uh you know, maybe with yeah. an advice or on the forum get, on Twitter, I see it all the, the time. People are like, "Hey, man, you know, this is my first year. I've got tons of. I mean, literally, I've probably over a hundred tweets saying, hey, man, you know, this is my first year in a dynasty. You helped me build a sweet roster that's going to compete for the future. You helped me get to the championship game. Uh, I had a couple of tweets. Hey, man, I got. I just lost. It. Even like this week, I was like, hey, man, I, got, I lost this week, but like you did really." You did wonders for my team. I can't wait for next year. Thanks for all the help. I, right. Like, I got tons of those tweets, too. We're like, hey, I just lost. But, you know, I got here because of, you know, your help. Right. And I really appreciate it. So. Hey, you can't win them all, man. No, can't. I, I mean, mean, that's just the way it is. You can't. Again, I mean, you see the guys out there, even the biggest guys, they don't win their leagues every year. No. I mean, absolutely I, not. You know, l- last year I won four out of my nine leagues. That's, and, that's, like, unbelievable. And this year I'm in one championship game out of nine leagues. That's still, like, that's still, like, that's successful yeah, if you win a championship. If you win a championship, yeah. Because we all know friends that have been playing fantasy football for 10 years, and they still have not won a championship. Right. So, but yeah, it's hard. I mean, and then it's so hard to win a championship because it doesn't matter how good your team is. Once you get into the playoffs. Anything can happen. And, you know, you last you faced Eldell Beckham and Le'Veon Bell. You know, that's 100 points right. right there. 100 points from two guys. You're like, you're done for. Done no matter, for. And then all of a sudden, and how many times, two years in a row, the paint man comes up as a dud for you. Right. So anything's possible. It's like the NFL playoffs. So it doesn't matter how good your team is, how good your dynasty team is. Uh, you know, at Dynasty Tommy, he made that big trade in offseason to get Peyton Manning. Right. All going into the season's like, man, I am guaranteed to win the league this year, the Dynasty Nerds League at right. Dynasty Tommy all year long. Because his team on paper was really, really good. You know, LaShawn McCoy, right. Matt Forte. He made that move to get Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, and... He, he he thought for sure he was going to win. And Sh- Sean, in our league, had the first pick in a draft last year. And he traded the first. He ended up trade. We talked about it before. I traded for the three picks later on. And <laughs> at, at Dynasty time, he lost in the very first round of the playoffs. The Sean Payne Manning came up as a dud for him. Right. You know, that, that week, too, again. And he lost. So it just shows, like, anything is possible. It doesn't matter how good it looks on paper. All it takes is one bad week. Right. I said I was in the league. That's I had the, I mean I had the that, most you know? points in the league, and I lost in the first round. Right. You know, because all my guys came up flat. So I mean, like the part of, I mean, the part of fantasy, like a big portion of it of being success successful is you need luck. I grant there is a lot of skill involved, but at the end of the day, you need a good portion of luck you in know? the playoffs. Right, yes. man. Because every in a, in a good dynasty league, there's gonna be multiple good teams. Right. You know, maybe the first couple of years you have a team that's like 
by far and away. Right. Like, really good. And, and if you are in a league, say this is your first dynasty league, right? And there's a team that looks so good. Like, on paper, like it looks so good. Like, man, they're going to be good for, like, five years. It's not. Never happens. Never happens. Never. Every league I've been in that started up, and there's a they, they, they disappear. They, they do, get, man. They the get turn- bad quicker than you can imagine. You're three, all of a sudden, they have the first pick in the draft. You would never guess. Right. The turnaround on, you know, on players in the NFL is so quick, man. You it know, is. it really is. It really so. is. And I wrote in my column yesterday, you know, two guys are prime examples of, you know, Doug Martin, who we've talked about many times this year. And I wrote, I mean, when I was talking here for a second, you know, he had the 94 yards, which right. was, for him, a stud game. Right. But then he had, like, that was on his first run, he had 64 yards. Right, exactly. The next 13 carries, he had 30 yards. Yeah. And I wrote in my column yesterday on DynastyNerds.com, don't, don't, like, cause I got, even got some questions. Hey, should I go buy low on Doug Martin? And I'm like, no. But no. for a guy like me that owns Doug Martin in one Dynasty League, I'm dying for somebody to say, hey, can I buy low on Doug Martin? <laughs> I'd say all day. All day. I'll take anything. <laughs> I'll give anything. Me. Would you take a third? Oh, hell yeah, I would. You'd take a third for Doug I Martin? I would, man. I'd, I want out. That <laughs> bad. I want out, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd try and play hardball for a little bit in the offseason. He's something like you want to, like, I feel like Doug Martin is a Doug Martin owner. Like, I, you, you're going to get really burned selling straight up. Like, he's something I want to package, like, you know, with, like, a maybe, like, an old receiver that's kind of, like, a, like maybe, like, an Andre Johnson. You know, like, I'll give you Doug Martin and Andre Johnson for, like, your first. I'm like, wow, I'm going to get Andre Johnson and Doug Martin for a first. Oh. I would never do that if I had the first. No, me neither. But like, I just said, I just think like, hey, I, if it was a first half of the of the third round, I would do it because I feel like, all right, there's enough guys I could find somebody that I would at least be happy with. Yeah. Again, I, and that's why I wrote, I'm not buying. Now, another guy right. I wrote about, I want to get your take on this, is uh, Julius Thomas. Right. Now, I wrote that I'd sell on my article. I wrote I'd be selling on Julius Thomas, and the reason being is. He's only, I mean, he's a free agent, first of all. Right. In the, in, at the end of his uh, contract. And they just paid Chris Harris, their cornerback, you know, who's really emerged this year as a, as a nice, good, solid, top elite quarterback. And Damaris Thomas is a free agent as well. So, I mean, if you had to choose one or the other, you're paying Damaris Thomas. Like, Tamar- oh, like Damaris right. Thomas isn't going anywhere, for no, sure. absolutely not. And with Julius Thomas, I mean, he's got health issues. Right. He has a hard time staying healthy. Mm-hmm. He's prototypical size, but he's not like the most athletic tight end out there. Right. And remember in the beginning, of the year, he was he was you know he was elite of the elite tight right. ends. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I know he's banged up, but over the last I believe six games, he's only had da- he scored double digit fantasy points yeah, twice. Hit, right. Over the last six games, and and we all know how much I love the tight end position. It gives you such a huge advantage over your opponents and it's hard to sell a position like that too but again if he leaves denver look at look at what happened you know to eric decker who left denver and it could very easily happen to julius thomas again and julius thomas is known you know he has injury problems right and those don't go away they don't get better right right peyton manning's not everywhere you go either he's never he's nowhere Right. Where he goes. So, I mean, like, unless he goes to like now, obviously, point, if he goes to Green Bay, well, then yeah, the, hello, right, absolutely, you know. But point being is like, you know, say, you know, without knowing where he will end up after free agency, it's hard to say. But like, if if you leave, if you leave Denver or if Peyton Manning retires, man, a, a lot of these guys outside of like someone like Demarius Thomas could do it with Tebow. 
Right. You you have to they they their value goes yeah, down. You have to reevaluate. Readjust, man. man. Right. Readjust. So like guys, they're not as a value. But but somebody like Demarius Thomas, he's been there, done that. He's he's good. Doesn't matter who's right. throwing the ball. Exactly. He's like Josh Gordon. You know, when he had three, you know, Jason Campbell throwing the ball and Brandon Wheaton, he still succeeded. Right. He will find success. Uh so I just want to get you know, I wrote I wrote about it. It's on DynastyNerds.com. What is if you had Julius Thomas, would you hold tight? Or would you look to sell? And I and I and I wrote about this. I I personally because I love the tight end position so much. So unless I like, unless I had a position where I had two good tight ends, like I yeah, say, I had Jimmy Graham to, and Julius yeah, Thomas. You, obviously, you're selling one, but if you had something like you know something back, you know something to obviously you don't want to have a hole there. You know what I mean? I I would I mean, to me just about anybody. I would field offers on every guy. Yeah, you never know, man. You never know. You and that's you should always be now. Like, I don't think any guy's untouchable ever. I mean, I'm sure there is. I take that back. There is. Yeah. But at the same time, I will listen to offers because you never know. Nobody, yeah, because somebody comes. I mean, everybody's attainable. Like, hey, right. dude, A.J. Green's not attainable. And then someone comes to you, hey, I'll give you Julio and a first. Like, hey, well, hey he's obta- yeah, he's obtainable. Sucker. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I would always listen to, you know, I'd always be listening. And again, we encourage now. This is it. I mean. The off season's upon us. This is where you want to look, take your dynasty team, and you want to take, be really look at your team, and don't look at it with blinders on. Like, oh man, I did, you know, pat yourself on the back, even though you didn't make the playoffs. Like, I did a really good job. You know, like I did. I have a good team here. You know, we talked about this before about being stuck in the middle of the road. Right. What? Look at your team now over the next week here, and evaluate how close you are to winning championship. What do you need to win that championship? What what moves do you have to make? And like Mike said, start start laying the groundwork, man. Like now, start playing some seeds now with your league mates about, hey, this guy's kind of available. Or there's a guy you want, you know, put the seed in there now to know that you're interested. Hey, what would you want for DeAndre Hopkins? You know, or what would it take hey, what would it take to get Eddie Lacey off your team? You know? Yeah, if someone is I, I think more to see now, like for me like as an owner i i almost i hate when people are like hey what do you want for this guy i don't know you asked about this guy you give me an offer that's true i we've i like had, there's not something that, that bothers me like i don't know you made this point to me many times yes you and you are and it is kind of annoying because when it does happen you're like hey what do you want for this way i don't i don't know what are you offering right you offer me something then that's where we'll start okay at. let me let me let me take back my last text then okay don't ask people what they want for them Make an offer. Right. And always low ball. Always low ball. And not to be like a, you know, that guy that, like, don't be, like, obnoxious about it, but, like, know what your ceiling is. I mean, start, I mean it's typical sales, you know, like a regular, like a, anything, you know, start low. Don't be obnoxious about it, yeah, but know what your ceiling is. Don't insult them. Right. Then they're not even going to hear you back. Yeah, you don't go, hey, I'll give you uh, Rashad Jennings for Le'Veon Bell. Right, yeah, and all that's ridiculous, obviously. So Don't be ridiculous. Falky. Yeah, right. Falky. Um, you know, just know what your ceiling is and start, like, low, man, and uh, and work your way up. And and just know, like, know what your cutoff is, though. If now's the time to blow it up, man, blow it up. Yeah. Blow it up, man. You got that's the thing about dynasty. But you could turn it around quick, man. You have a you have a, a good rookie draft or two, and that's it, man. I, I, imagine like you know people that you, you know 
you draft like Jeremy Hill, like who was just a, a regular second round guy, you know, looking like he's going to be backing up Geo or, you know, um, so you, you add him to your team. Like he wasn't like a must have where people are no. like going crazy for. So he was obtainable. He was somebody that I liked a lot coming out this year. Well, I'm not saying that you, you wouldn't like people like maybe necessarily wouldn't like, but I'm just saying like he was obtainable, attainable in the second round. So yeah. what does that say? Like you pick 12 to 20 guys ahead of them. And this you know? is, yeah, so. No, absolutely. And this is, and this is where I was going to go to next before we get into Twitter questions. And I know this affects you uh, personally. Right. And, my, and my position has completely changed on it. Where before we talked about all year, about the, and obviously I'm talking about the Gio Bernard and the Jeremy Hill situation. Right. And uh, before we're like, you know, Gio's going to be the guy and Bernard, Hill will still get his carries too. Where now it's going to be, Hill's going to be the guy and Gio's going to get some catches. Right. And I think I, yeah, totally. I don't. I, I think it's no longer going to be fifty-fifty. I think no. I think it's done. I think Jeremy Hill is the future back in uh, Cincinnati. I think he's a running back one. I think he's the future, and I think Gio Bernard's a good buy low candidate because one, if Hill gets hurt, but two, I'm going to like Gio where he goes after he leaves the Bengals because he's leaving the Bengals. Yeah, it's not like I don't feel like. Gio Bernard lost touches because he's not talented. I just think, like, man, Jeremy Hill seems like he's awesome. And he fits the scheme well. Right. I mean, I, mean, I like, I don't, I just don't, like, I don't look at it like, man, Gio lost his job because he blows. I mean, he did. Best man, best man plays. Right. And just like Jeremy Hill, like, he fits, way exceeded how I thought he was going to be. And obviously, I think probably exceeded what the game plan, I think, what the Bengals had envisioned. You know, maybe I'm wrong because obviously I'm not. I well, they took no him high in the second to the, round, so they liked him a lot too. But he fits huge. Well, like how we were, ta- like how we were talking though. We thought it was just going to be like you know a complimentary fifty-fifty. Yeah. Like, hey, they are both just going to complement each other because they both do stuff that's different. Well, I think Jeremy Hill kind of just you know went through the glass ceiling. He, you know, I mean, he exceeded. My, I mean, and again, if you've been listening for a while, you knew pre-draft that like Jeremy Hill was a guy that I liked coming out a lot. Like he was just somebody that. Like I was hoping he was gonna go somewhere. He was gonna be like my sneaky pick. And I was a little. I was somewhat sad when we went to Cincinnati because I thought he was gonna be good. I thought he was a starter coming into the league. Right. And then when the season started, you know, you you and Matt disagreed with me, and I said, "Hey, man, Jeremy Hill's gonna be startable this year on Cincinnati his rookie year. Like he's gonna get, you know, fifteen carries a game, ten or I said I think I like ten to twelve. He's gonna get average at least four and a half yards a carry." And I was like, he's going to score touchdowns. And you guys are like, ah, I don't know about that. And right. Well, because at the time, though, he he wasn't, you know, I mean, it was Gio Bernard was was getting in games yeah. in, in the preseason. Well, this, is, this is before the season started. Oh, okay. Okay. And, I mean, so, like, and he's uh, he's exceeded my expectations, and I was oh, a big Jeremy Hill fan. Right. Um, But for dynasty owners, Jeremy Hill, if there's any way to attain him, it, you want to get him. You know, obviously now this is buying high. And that ship probably has passed, but he right. is the running back one in Cincinnati, and he is a running back one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it looks great. Right. I mean, I think the whole, you know, the whole game plan on him is totally flipped, you know, so. So the question to you as a Geo owner, somebody who took Geo Bernard, you know, the, the Mike curse continues. Right. And you took Geo Bernard number one overall. And as a Geo Bernard owner, what do you what do you do? You just ride you just ride it I out, just right? Ride, riding it out, man. Because again, there's nothing I can do because whatever I would trade it or you know, odds are I'm not going to get that. You know, I wouldn't get 
value, you know, what I would think his value could be if he was able to ever Start. obtain that starting role again. Because, like I said, I don't think Gio lost his job because he's bad. I just think Jeremy Hill is just sweet. He is, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think he's somebody that you would just ride the ship with. Again, I, I that's what I said before. Like I think he's a good buy low candidate because everybody's like, up. Oh, he's, he's the backup now. And right. Jeremy Hill's the man there, and he's going to be this is his second year, so he's got two more years probably right. in Cincinnati, which is a long time for running back. But I, I like his value. Like I think he will leave Cincinnati, and I think he'll find success somewhere else. That's possible. You know, it's so far down the road, it's hard to say. But, yeah, I'm just going to ride it out, man. You know, there's not really much I can do unless something came along, maybe in a package. I mean, straight up, I probably wouldn't be able to trade him for what, uh, what I'd want to, you know? No. So. No. So, I mean, maybe if he was lumped in a package, I'd be more apt to, like, you know, part ways with him or something. Good you know, guy. Right. But, you know, straight up, I'm probably just, yeah, I got to ride it out, man. It's just the, the way it goes. It's the way it is, too. Like, but you said, like, Jeremy Hill is one of those, like, you get you take a late second round and you hit. You, you hit, hit and then your team's great. You know yeah, what I mean? Because like, then all of a sudden you took Odell, you got you took Odell Beckham first. Right. You know, mid like later first, you know, the way it panned out. Right. And then the second round pick, you're like, oh, I'm t- you took Jeremy Hill. And, and, like, and oh. it's totally possible. And then your team goes from just mediocre to like really awesome. Because now you have a, 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 you have a running back one and a wide receiver one. And you're right. like, okay, right back in to go to the rest of your pieces. Do I answer some Twitter questions? Sure, do it. All right, let's get in here. First one from at Buster the Terp. What's your outlook on Andre Allenton and Keenan Allen going forward? Now, this is a great question for you because in the dynasty, you've got them both. Well, I mean, going forward, like just in the long term. Yes. I'm fine with Keenan, Keenan Allen. I'm totally, I mean, it sucks. He got hurt, you know, whatever. So that's, I mean, the fantasy season's over. Right. Broken collarbone. He'll be back. Right. I I don't know. Like, I think like, you know, like we said a million times, dude, the targets are there or, you know, I haven't looked in the last two weeks, but you know, but fine and, and he, he was doing he was doing really well you know for a long time so i'm fine with keenan allen andre ellington i don't know man i think i would i would build i would part ways with i would try to trade him if you could yeah he's uh he's definitely a sell not high but he could be a sell candidate right because uh, like you know if he came back and did well awesome but like if you look like his yards per carry were down everything on his he's, statistically he's was Bernard. down but like a poor man's geo bernard yeah. Here's my take on both of them. Keenan Allen, I still love. Right. I think he's a great receiver. Right. Uh, he had a funny year. Like you said, I mean, he started off last year slow, too. Yeah, right. Sophomore season, I think uh, big things are ahead for him as the yeah. Chargers themselves get better next year. Uh, right. I think he still has wide receiver one, low-end wide receiver one potential. Maybe he'll always be a really good high-end wide receiver, too. Either way, he's somebody you want on your dynasty team to start every single week. Right, and if you remember at the beginning of the year, too, Gates was blowing up like crazy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So Those will disappear. Right. Uh, Andre Ellington is somebody that I – and, again, I'm an Andre Ellington owner in the league, too. And he's somebody in PPR leagues that I know would I sell. I would sell for the right price. But he's somebody I still believe when they, when they draft a running back – and they bring, or they bring another running back in, I think that's going to make him better because he's, he's one of those PPR backs that they're trying to do something with him. And I know Arian said, hey, he's somebody that we, we, we could see being a three-down back. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not anybody I ever saw could be a three-down back. Right. 
his successes in the passing game. You can give him some carries out of the backfield. Right. Maybe he'll bust one, but he's he's mostly probably going to average like you know three point eight yards per carry. He never bust the big runs. His value comes in a PPR game. Right. Absolutely. So if you can put another like if you can put a Jeremy Hill around him, but now obviously something not that good to play three downs, but a bruiser bat to come in there and carry the the rock right. on, in between the tackles, and I think it will help him. I think, and they might do it. It's a copycat league, man. And I, I, I always thought Andre Ellington was a a poor man's Gio Bernard, and so yeah, may, maybe they will. They see the success Cincinnati had. I mean, obviously, I, I, I would is, not be surprised if Arizona drafts a running back. And I could see him being that, you know, we, we everybody's been looking for that Darren Sproles, like him beating out that Darren Sproles is old. Like Andre Ellington turns that like Darren Sproles. Something right, that yeah, they're all like similar. Yeah, all their points come out of the reception game, but right. they're they're still they're still a high end running back, like a high end running back too. Right. So, you know, if somebody's like Mike is down on Andrew Ellington and they want to sell. I I see what possibly you can get for him. I'm not giving him a first round pick for him, but like if somebody's like if just for example, somebody like, hey, I'll give you Andre Ellington for a second round pick. Oh, I'd do that in a second. You know, because in a PPR league, I still think he still has value. I think he's somebody. Oh, yeah. If he sits as your if you're like running back three, for, for example, I mean that's a really I, I feel very comfortable with him there. Right. Well, well, like I guess like I would not. I'm not totally like down on where I'm trying to get rid of him for anything. You know what I mean? Um, because dude, I I still think he holds value. But I'm just saying like how he was perceived maybe coming into the season versus exiting the season. Because he was healthy, I think, he was he was killing it. Right. I just think like he has an arrow pointing down versus a. And I, and I bet that's the league. I bet that's the the, the wide perception of him. But I again, I I think I'm not ready to jump ship yet. Okay. I, I still like him. Again, I've said it five times on a PPR right. league. So I think he still holds good value. So if people are down him, maybe he's a, maybe he is a good buy low candidate. Yeah. Because I mean, running backs are hard to come by anyways. Right. You need a and ton of them, man. Bruce Arians, I think, is a smart enough coach where he they'll still be able to utilize his talent. Okay. And. Obviously, they're bringing in a new quarter. Uh, well, Carson Palmer will be back, but right, and they just re-signed him that long, you know, new three-year yeah. deal. Yeah, so we'll see. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we both like. I mean, Allenton take offers on Keen Allen. Don't be worried. About right. Um, next question coming from uh, Fitzwilliam here uh, at Bakarian One. A lot of dynasty talk about selling at the right point on players. Do you just do you just ride a career out? If not, if not doable. So, so uh, here, here he goes. An example. This is what we were just talking about, too. Example. Trying to sell Murray, but absolutely no takers. Where do you move from there in that type of situation? Sell short or ride out? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you just can't. I mean, I don't know. Like, that. that is, that's hard. I mean, that's hard to know when to sell, man. And let's go back to, let's go back to that point. Let's go back to the first part. Let's break this down back to the first part of the question. Okay. When do when's the right time to sell on a player? And it is it's really hard to tell because nobody has said, "Hey, Doug Martin, after his first year, it's the right time to sell." And we all heard my if you you know six episodes ago, I said, "Hey, maybe you should just ride running backs out for two to three like for like three right. years, yeah, and then just sell no matter what." Right. But I guess the right time to sell is like when you. I th- I think like for wide receiver example. Because running back, I think after like a couple of years, obviously my opinion is after a couple of years of like great numbers, sell. Oh, absolutely. I think we've established that enough on the running backs, but it's tough. Like someone like in Demarco Murray's uh, is the example. I mean that's that's really tough to jump ship. I you got you See, I'm always not selling. 
No, you're not selling. So the weird part of that question is like I'm desperately trying to sell Murray and there's no takers. One that's weird is trying to sell Murray. Two that there's no takers. And maybe it's because he was a free agent after this year, but I mean Right, I think that I think that would is a buyer that would put up a red flag somewhat. I think also that Dallas seem seems to have been or is, you know, running taking every using every ounce of gas that's in the tank on him and probably yeah. not going to resign Sign him. him. Well, before we finish out Bakarian's one's question here, right? I'm just looking ahead here. There is a question on here from at Billy Bowerman. Uh-huh. What's the 2015 outlook on DeMarco Murray? So we might as well get in this because we're on it right now. Right. Really hard to tell. It's hard to tell, man. He's, a young back. I, I, would just, I would just say, well, I, it's really hard to duplicate what you did this, what he did this year. But we've seen it in the past where guys will do that for like two years and mm-hmm. then it's it's done. I, man, it's that's tough to tell because he's always he also had the the he has the injury has injuries. I think I let me put it this way: no matter where he goes, I think he has a viable option to be a, a legit running back one. No oh, matter where he goes, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, but he was on pace for over two thousand yards forever, and that's just freakish. I mean, that's that's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, man. I mean, if I just like I just don't see how that's. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. Maybe he's trying to sell like extremely high, and people are like, "Well, he's not going to do that again." I'm not. I'm not buying. It. Maybe the guy's at like Vicarian's asking too much, but like again, I mean, those guys are so hard to come by as it is. Like, I wouldn't even be really selling because then you're just creating a big hole for you, unless you're like. You have an abundance. Right. I mean, it's coming from a guy that just traded Eddie Lacy for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but I had, to, I had the depth to do it. And for 2015, I think, I think he's going to be good. I do. I, think, I don't think yeah. no matter where he goes, I think he's going to be good. I mean, whoever signs him is going to sign him. They use him. And, you know, coaching staffs are smart. They're going to put him in a situation to succeed. They're going to look at what he did in Dallas and how much success he had, and they're going to utilize him in that format. So if he doesn't sign back in Dallas, which is like possible. Yeah, I'd say likely at this point. Right. There's plenty of teams out there that need a good back. Oh, every team needs a good back. I mean, just about, you know. Yeah, I mean, New England could use a running back. Right. So if DeMarco Murray goes to New England, you're not going to love him. Yeah. Maybe not even. I mean, okay, now that's a bad yeah, spot. Yeah, bad, bad they example, man. Or we were talking earlier, if he goes to Arizona, another good team. You know what I mean? Right. There's plenty of places I just he think, goes to succeed. I, I just would think, just based off of, like, DeMarco Murray does not strike me as a guy that's going to have the same clout as uh Adrian Peterson, Ladanian Tomlinson, like like that. So it's been I, one year. Right. I just don't see a duplicate season of what he did this year. I definitely see that like if he got fifteen hundred yards next year or fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred yards, which That's is awesome. an awesome season. Uh-huh. Like amazing in this style, in this era of the NFL. Like yeah. back in the day that used to be commonplace. You know, I don't really feel like it is anymore with the backs. I think he's capable of doing that. So, therefore, I wouldn't really be trying to trade him. I don't think you can get what he's worth in a trade. No, no unless, unless somebody came with the – they're desperate for a running back. Uh, but So, we both agree that DeMarco Murray is probably going to be another running back one next year, right? Right. I mean, barring some, you know, injury okay. that we can't project. And let's, let's wrap up uh, Advocarian's question here, too, as we get off that one here. Right. Uh, so, he's like, do you just ride out a career if not doable? I, 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 yeah. I mean, if you can't get what you want, because part of his question is like, do you sell short or you ride out? Like, I always I believe not. if you can't get what you want, then you ride out the career. You just ride it out. There's no bad. 
there's no bad part. There, there should be. There's gonna be some players that you're gonna ride out. Like, yeah, that just happens. You know, I have I've had Reggie Wayne on uh, my team for 12 years. So pretty much like his whole career, right? 11 years. Yeah. So pretty much his whole entire career. And I know like uh, last year and the year before that, I was like, hey, I'll take a mid to first round pick, whatever it was, for Reggie Wayne. I had some offers like, hey, I'll give you a second. And I was like, nah, you know, I'd rather have Reggie Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'll take a first. Right. And but- I. I set my price for a player, right? And I, and I listened to other offers, and nothing really came around that really like, really like blew me away or like even maybe like interested. So I was like, ah, I'm. Uh, and I literally said, word for word, I'm just gonna ride Reggie Wayne out his entire career, right? And I said the same when I had Ladainian Tomlinson. I said the same thing. I was like, I'm just gonna ride LT out for his whole career because I had him his entire career. Right. I did that with Edger and James. And then event, but eventually when with the Jets, somebody did make me an offer. For LT that I had to take, it was like right. for, it was like a first round pick, you know. So oh, it was like, yeah, absolutely, I had to do it. And I loved it. I mean, LT is one of my favorite players of all time. Right. So, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, don't where you say sell short. I mean, don't ever sell yourself short, man. Don't. No. Don't ever do anything to hurt your dynasty team, because then you're taking less value and you're creating a hole. And I mean, don't think the time I'd, I'd sell short if there's somebody that player that you like, you really like, you know, like Doug Martin, like you said, you just swung it off your team or. That somebody's that's like really kind of like wasting away, right on there, and because there's always, I mean, there's all, there's always time to get like, late to wait till later, like don't for like oh I gotta sell I gotta sell I gotta sell and you put yourself in a position like I gotta get rid of LT, or I gotta get rid of Reggie Wayne I'm just gonna take the best offer, right you know but it still might not be a good offer exactly. If like say you're go through the whole off season and you say you don't get the offer you want, then you're like, all right, guys, I'll just write him out. But then all of a sudden, player whatever who he is has the first solid four weeks in the season. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, maybe he has one more year left of him, and then team over here has an injury all of a sudden to his receiver, and he just needs a wide receiver three. And he's like, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you this for him, which is better than any like what you kind of wanted in the first place. So you might, like, for example, like LT, I'd, I planned on going, riding him out until the end. Right. And then mid-season of the following year, somebody made an offer for him. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Even though I had intentions of riding him out. You never know when something else can pop back up. Right. So just don't force a trade. Because, yeah, sometimes you're going to have to ride players out, man. It's a dynasty league. You're going to ride guys out. People aren't, aren't going to give you a fair value of what you want or that you don't think is fair value. And instead of hurting your team you know, use that player to better your team. Yeah, I agree. I guess is the best way that I can answer that question. Um, next question here from David Thornton at Beardhawk12. I'm out of the playoffs. Who's on your list of deep league stashes for 2015? Hashtag fantasy football. Ooh. Deep stashes. Deep stashes. Too bad these, you know, we're taking these off the cuff. No there's no plan ahead here. So, no plan I mean, ahead. Let's see. Uh, deep stashes. I, this is hard because I feel like for like me, I feel like it's almost like we talk about so many guys, and we usually talk about the guys that are kind of off the radar that there's not nobody that there's nobody that we haven't talked about. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. I feel like we've talked about everybody. So deep stashes going into next year. Charles Sims, a potential deep stash. Right. I mean, because I would assume he's going to be starting, right? I I would assume right now. That's what I'm right. saying. He's a deep stash. Right. Um, trying to think here, deep stashes. Um, I mean, could could 
I don't know. Bryce Brown be a deep stash? I think Bryce Brown's a deep stash. Yeah, absolutely. With both those guys being free agents, him coming back right. and give up the third for him. He's a good he's a good deep stash. Um off the top of my head. Here, let's let's think about that in the back of our heads. Right. And we'll go to another we'll question. Come, yeah, we'll come back. You ponder that. about it. I will. Come back here, back to uh, another question. Deep stashes for 2015, Mike. All right. Um, next one coming from at J, or Jeff, at J-E-7-F. Dan Heron, Jonas Gray, and Kerwin Williams. Do any of these guys have 2015 value in 16-team leagues? Well, I mean, I think Dan Heron does. Well, first of all, in the 16-team league, I it think does. everybody has Right, value. yeah, absolutely. So in a 16-team league, I think they all have value. Now, long-term value, I think Dan Heron's the only one under that has legitimate long-term value. He showed pretty well in Indy, and Indy has no running back. So he catches the ball well. He's nothing great, but he may always be like a... Like how Donald Brown was, you know, like a nice third down compliment back. That if the, right. the starter gets hurt, he can come in there and like be a, a viable running back too. And if you're real desperate, you know, in bye weeks or something, he he still come and come in there and get you about four catches for like maybe forty yards and still get you about eight points. You know, right? I mean, I, I think he's done, you know, far ex- or you know, looks like based off where he was drafted, he's going to be. I don't know. I th- I feel like he has the best potential out of the ones that are listed there. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I mean, I don't think Jonas Gray has any value, really. Uh, Kern Williams, I think he doesn't really hold a lot of value either. Um, and from the same guy, a tougher one, and I will shudder to ask this, but the 2015 Raiders wide receivers, projected value, any buy low opportunities or continue to avoid? Andre Holmes, for sure. Um, right. I mean, if you guys are, I mean, I don't, see, again, I don't think he's, see, it's different than what we might think is a deep stash because some other people might think, hey, Andre Holmes is a deep stash. He's a stash. I mean, that's, and that's, I think that's really about it. Like Daenerys Moore. I mean, nobody else really has uh, value Daenerys there. Daenerys Moore probably won't even be on the team. No. So I think right? Andre, I think Andre Holmes, because of his size and his speed, mm-hmm. um, as Derek Carr develops, as the, the more talent they add to the roster, I think he has potential. Andre, Andre Holmes. Okay. That's about it. I mean, for me, what do you right. think? I don't know. I'm just not really in love with anything going on no right i don't there. i don't love andre holmes but i think right. potential wise like he has potential yeah i would just continue to just i mean I would, yeah i would just steer the course i don't know mm-hmm. i mean if you're like dying to own someone from the raiders i don't know well, nobody's <laughs> dying yeah, maybe he's a raiders fan wants just to add one guy i mean if he let me put it this way if andre like say you know sometimes at the end of the year uh you rush it away everywhere and you see who you kind of want to pick up just to have you know, like last year i did it with a in a league i picked up brian hoyer Knowing he was going to start probably this year, right? I just picked him up, right? At the, you know, at the end of the year because I had a roster spot, I cut somebody who had no value to me. So if there's like somebody, if there's somebody out there that you think has someone kind of potential like that, go like Andre Holmes. If he's out there, you want to pick him up. He shouldn't be on your waiver wire. I mean, just speaking along that same lines, um, I mean, this dude's probably owned, but I was, you know, maybe if you're in a shallow roster dynasty league, that mm-hmm. might be a stash. I don't really think he's that good, but just because you mentioned Brian Hoyer. Along the same lines, like maybe like a Sam Bradford, because maybe if it's a shallower rostered league, yeah. he probably was cut. I'm not saying that, you know, it's just a name out there that could possibly potential. be starting next yes. year, right? So there's Should, potential there. I think I, if we go to talk about Sam Bradford, who we haven't mentioned in forever, I think he's for sure the starter next year. I think in 2015, opening week one, Sam Bradford would be the starting quarterback of the season. So then, therefore, he would have. 
some value. Yeah, definitely if they add like another receiver to that team. That team's pretty good. Right, crazy. Like I don't understand it, but yeah, they are. Yeah, so that's a good. Sam Bradford's a good. We can all get deep you know, stash. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Mustache. I'm just trying to think of guys, and that one just made me. Okay, that's a good one. Next question. Uh, from at Bravo seven eighty eight. We will have eleven or twelfth pick next year. Need running backs loaded at wide receiver. Do we pass on a higher ranked wide receiver for a lower ranked running back? And you're stacked at wide receiver? Loaded at wide receiver. Because I typically would just say, hey, man, draft your best available, but draft the best available player. Typically, majority of the time, that's what I'm saying. Just do it anyways. Take best. Now, the only time you do that is... But there's just those instances. Sometimes you have to, man. See, I I disagree. I think, and I agree, you do. If that's the case, one, you trade back. And two... I say I always say when like when it, you always take best player available, but you always leave like a three, like a three player like you know in that area kind of differential. So like say, say you had pick eleven and you had a this running back like you're at eleventh pick and you had this running back ranked fourteenth, then it's okay to take that fourteenth ranked running back if you really need a running back. All right. But if you had eleventh pick and the next best running back available, you have seventeenth. Don't do it, man. Try, oh, trade right. down. Absolutely. Right. Here's a prime example for this year. Okay. Uh, Devontae Freeman, you know, Fro kind of reached for Matt O'Hara, meet, reached for, uh, you know, Devontae Freeman in some leagues. He really liked him. Right. And then you pass up on guys like Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but he didn't, I bet he didn't, he, I think he he reached in maybe our minds, but not in his, in his mind. mind. True. So it wasn't a right reach. There. Right. But I mean, so he stayed true to his board. Essentially, yeah, but I'm saying, but like this year is a prime example. If you if you if you were in a position, you reach for a Terrence West, you reach for a Devontae Freeman who is going around like those late round picks, and you passed up the likes of a Odell Beckham or a Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, then you're kind of like sitting here going, "Oh man," uh, you know, even Devontae Adams. You know, you're kind of like, "Oh man, I could have had." Right. You, I mean, can you imagine if you reach and you took? I mean, right now, like I mean, Odell, you could you could have had Odell Beckham, but you took Bishop Sankey. A- absolutely <laughs> but at the i mean at the at time, the time right yes. you know so i i don't know i i guess like a reach is subjective i would just probably say take the take the best available player i mean unless you have a hole and you can't submit a starting lineup yeah and again then you just try and trade right I mean, that my, my i guess the best thing to do i mean if you're going to reach see if you can just get somebody starter there anyways like something that's that way you're one you're you're lowering the value of the risk because say there's a good receiver there, and you need a running back. You th- at the, during the draft, it's the best time to trade. You say, hey, uh, this pick's up for grads. I need a running back. Who's offering me the best running back for this 11th pick here in the first round? And then somebody might see somebody there, like a Kelvin Benjamin. Like, man, I love Kelvin. Hey, I'll give you Andre Ellington for the 11th pick. All right, cool, man. Because right. then Andre Ellington's better than this risky running back you're taking, like, a, like for example, like a Devontae Freeman. Right. You know, is Andre Ellington great? You know, no. Is he startable? Yes. Right. Where this running back you're going to take, could he be really good? Yeah. Could he be really bad? More likely. More likely. So so don't overvalue those picks, man, because more times than not, man, they're busts. Yeah. I mean, again, 50, it's a 50-50 proposition. And go, and go, you know, use our, as we go through the season, look at our rookie rankings, look at the mock drafts we put out there, and see, like, all right, these guys are saying that I can get, Amir Abdullah here at like 11. I really like him. So I'm a stick pat. Uh, 
or like, man, the way all these mock drafts are going, it looks like all these running backs I like are going to be gone. So it's going to be nothing but receivers. I better start getting ready to try and feel this pick. You know what I mean? Right. Now, and just try and, try and be somewhat prepared and put yourself in a position to do it. If not, again, we recommend taking the best player available because when you do that, you get a good player that you can later flip down the road for a better player. So, because now if you would have taken Odell Beckham Jr., just imagine the running back you can get back for Odell Beckham. Or the guy that Odell Beckham eventually replaces in your lineup. You know what I mean? Because you wouldn't trade Odell Beckham. You wouldn't. If you take best available and it's Odell Beckham, and you're like, geez, oh man, he far exceeded what I thought he's going to be. So he's you, probably replacing some dude in your starting lineup. Yeah, so, so you're, you're like, trade. Well, I could bump down Jeremy Macklin out. So now right. saying, yeah, so you have like Jeremy so now, Macklin's your wide receiver three. I'm like, all right, hey, who can I get for Jeremy Macklin? Right, exactly. Which is that's better. who you trade. And yeah, and that's what happens when you take best player. That's when you take best player available because it puts you in position. If you have a plethora of like, if you're low at wide receiver, hey, if you're that low at wide receiver, take one of those receivers and that 11th pick and get a good running back. Right. You know what I mean? Offer talent and the luxury of a, I mean, every time somebody hears a first round pick, they get excited. You know, hey, I'll give you. Uh, it offers hope, man. Yeah. Hey, I'll give you Jeremy Macklin on the 11th pick. You give me a good, you know, DeMarco Murray. You know, okay, hey, I'll do that. You know, I, mean, I think it's overpaying for DeMarco Murray, but. Right. But, I mean, that's kind of like the example for it. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can go for it. Definitely hit us up on Twitter and use the forum on that as well. I mean, we'll help you out the best we can as the year goes by. Uh, so here's another one from at Adman07. Better keep going forward. Colin Kaepernick or Michael Crabtree are either <sighs> worth holding. Uh, I made my, uh, my opinion very clear on Colin Kaepernick. I am not a fan whatsoever. I don't I think he's it. ever going to be startable in Dynasty Fantasy Football or redraft Fantasy Football. He, I don't want no. I this is how much I don't like him. I, I would take whatever I could could to trade him. Mm-hmm. I would take literally like almost how you feel about Doug Martin. Right. I would take anything for him. Right. And if I like if I say my team was really good, and I was up against it. I would cut him, which is crazy to say I would. So for me, it, Crabtree's worth holding because he's a free agent too. Right. And I think if he leaves, I think Colin Kaepernick hurts him. And then offense hurts him. So I'd like to see him maybe go somewhere else where maybe he could find more success. So he's worth holding in my eyes. I'd like to see what happens to him in the offseason. Colin Kaepernick, I, I think, has no value whatsoever. Right. I mean, yeah, because based off of that, you know, deciding between those two players, the roster probably is a shallow league, probably, in terms of, like, roster depth. If you're thinking about cutting those two guys. Mm-hmm. So... I just can't see myself cutting Michael Crabtree under any... Right. I mean, you have to have a really shallow, le- like shallow league to do that. I mean, Kaepernick, I can see, because, you know, quarterbacks... Right. God, you know, I just can't imagine I, cutting Kaepernick either, though. I could. I mean, I, like, I, I get it. He's not good. You know what I mean? But you could I, definitely trade him, though. Yeah, because I bet right, there's some people I, out there that are going to like him. Someone... I, yeah, I just, I, I just can't Who, picture I in any of my leagues, like, someone like Kaepernick being on the waiver wire. No, I can't picture it either. You know, even though we, we you know, we kind of like come to the determination that trade just, him, right? I, yeah. So if you're asking me if you should trade him, trade him and off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you ever see Colin Kaepernick being good? Your opinion? No, I mean, based off of what I saw this year, man, very disappointed. I, it's very hard to see. I, I mean, if he came out and blew it up next year, then you know, so be it. I'll be wrong on it. But it's very based off of. The year he put up, it's really hard to see him being good this year. Yeah, right? moving forward, it's, it's, it's like start like it, startable. Yeah, like just watching him play, watching his tape, 
it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, just reading his number. It's he's he makes bad decisions. He's not accurate. Uh, I just, I again, I don't think he's gonna be good. Yeah, right. if he's good, then I'll eat, I'll eat crow. I don't have, I don't, I don't care. I don't feel bad about it. I right. Just, if you want my professional opinion, right? I'm saying. He's I mean, he be no killed. Good. Yeah, he killed my one dynasty team, man. He's gonna kill a lot of dynasty right. teams, I bet. Um, next question here from uh, oh, another one from at uh, Jeff at Ju7F here. What players went? What players that went on IR in the first half of the season can make the the next Macklin comeback? Uh, he has Dennis Pitta here, Marvin oh. Jones, and Stephen Ridley. And I mean, we were talking about Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford might. I mean, I'm, that's not Jeremy Macklin likely, right. but he has a chance. Um, so Dennis Pitta. Uh, no, no, that hip injury. I mean, you you do you had that bad of an injury twice in a row. I don't I don't see him having. A, I mean, I think the only future. guy that went on IR that I would have any, and this is still even hard, but the only one that I would put any value in is maybe Victor Cruz. But based off his injury, the history of coming back from that injury seems impossible. But based off of the guys he listed off, I'm not confident in any of those guys. So I like Marvin Jones. Really? Yeah, I think Mohamed Sanu's. Did, good too. I think Sanu did well, pretty pretty good, you know, in replacing Marvin Jones. So yeah, I guess for like a Jeremy Macklin kind of comeback, yeah, I don't see that either. But out of all the guys like he named, I like Marvin Jones. Like I would want. I wouldn't it. roster Ridley. I wouldn't roster Pitta. I would roster Marvin Jones. And like you said, I have Victor Cruz on my diet. I mean, I have Victor Cruz in our league. Right. I have zero percent confidence that he'll come back and be effective. Like zero. Because, just because that injury, the, the the torn patella, right? Nobody comes. I mean, nobody comes back from that. The guy, but like so, so say, and and I and I agree. But if someone was like, hey, if you're just, if someone's like, hey, I'm, you can either own Dennis Pitta or Victor Cruz. Oh yeah, I Victor would take Cruz. the shot on Victor Cruz. Oh yeah, I mean, out of all those guys, I would take Victor Cruz. Right, all of them. Right, and and the name alone, but uh. Because he's the only one that was like a pretty much elite before. So if he's asking who, and now has... with Odell Beckham coming, right? I mean, hey, I'm but not maybe saying that, maybe that helps Victor Cruz because he'll no longer be the number one. He can go back to doing what he does best. Maybe come out of the slot. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really advocating that I think Victor Cruz is going to have this awesome comeback year. But I'm just saying, you like, pretty much just say he's going to come back. Right, awesome he's going to be the best wide receiver ever. Uh, no, but guys that are on IR, I think like he's with name value that I would at least. Be interested in right. So I'm 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 gonna as a Victor Cruz owner, I'm kind of letting I'm gonna want like the torn patella kind of like disappear in people's minds somewhat. And when it comes up the draft date, Victor Cruz is like one of the guys that I have like I want to package on his name and try and sell right. during the draft. Oh, someone will like, bite from, man. Yeah, exactly. Just because that name, I'm like oh Victor Cruz, you know, because I I have zero confidence in him, which right. sucks because you know when you have him, you're like oh I got a really you know good wide receiver too here. And now, just like that, it goes it goes down to nothing. Right. I just like you know, I was looking at, just while we were talking, looking at a list of guys on IR. I'm just really not overly excited by any of them. I mean, I guess Marvin Jones and uh, you know Victor Cruz, the only ones based on name value that I. But I think Sanu did a pretty darn good job, uh, you know, in in Jones' absence. Yeah, I agree. So. He did really well. There. I mean, he was like an elite wide receiver one there for a little bit too. So, uh, and just you know, in 2013, you know, Marvin Jones showed some flashes. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. So back to 2015 deep stashes. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones. Right. Well, guys that are <laughs> Sam Bradford. Hmm. Bryce Brown. 
Bryce Brown. What about Justin Blackman? Justin Blackman's a great deep stash, actually. Justin Blackman's a really good deep stash if you can get him on your roster. He'll be back for 2015, most likely. I mean, those guys that have the name value that are, for whatever reason, injured, out of the league, you know, like... People that, that people have given up on. Given up on. And yeah, worth besides that, I mean, just if somebody's available that you... Because that, there's, there's probably a lot of guys that might be on your waiver wire that we wouldn't think would be on your waiver wire, so we don't think of them as a deep stash. We don't think they're, like, really available. Right, it's kind of hard to... Yeah, deep because I feel like we do talk about just about everybody, you know. And so, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know. It's like it's tough to say, I guess. Okay, here here's one last one. Uh, I don't think this was meant to be on the air, but I'm gonna read it anyway. Somebody just asked me a question just now. Okay. Uh, thoughts on acquiring Michael Floyd, Corderell Patterson, or Bishop Sankey? Disgruntled owner has all three and just put them all on the trade block. Michael Floyd, I'd want. Right. I would. Uh. I'd give up. I'd try and get him for a second. I'd be really happy with that if I got him for a second. Okay. Really happy with that. Cordero Patterson, I'm an owner. I'd want nothing to do with whatsoever. Right. I agree. I want nothing to do with them. I'd take a shot on Sankey, too. And I'd take a shot on Sankey. Which, again, I, I've been saying this all year. I think he's always just going to be like a running back, too, at best, as long as he's getting carries. Right. At that. But I mean, like, just based off of the fact of what, where his value was to start this year. And he didn't live up to what, at least how I thought he was going to be. I would still take the shot on him, Patterson. I'm move, I've moved on. Oh, me too. I haven't. So. Really I mean, I don't even try and train him because I know I. I feel like I'd be insulting somebody. Right. You know what I mean? It's like I'd rather just. He's just an athlete. He can't run routes. He'll never. He'll never be good in the NFL. Never. Yeah. So, um, all right. That's all the. That's all the dynasty Twitter questions we got. Covered some time on those Twitter questions. There. All right. Um, so going back into the 2015 here real quick, uh, anything this week that happened that kind of, you want to hit on Johnny Manziel? Yeah, he was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, he kind of performed like being a Cleveland Browns player and everyone I'm sure knows at this point that we like the Browns, love the Browns. uh, you know, so like, Hey, I like the Browns, so I root and I want them to do well but man i'll tell you what if manzel would have went to any other team he played probably how exactly how i imagined he would play i just i just can't see him being good man he doesn't put it i don't think i mean based off of all the extracurricular stuff that you hear about johnny manzel and i gotta hate like okay i know it's one game man you know but the thing that really gets me is, like, you know he's not, all the extracurricular stuff that he's doing, he's not putting in the time, I don't feel like, to be elite. Like, for example, he puts, he, if he, if the job is from 9 to 5, he's working from 9 to 5, and I'm sure he's probably doing his best work, right? Like, he's doing the best he can from 9 to 5. You gotta be there at 11, you show up at 10.55. Right, exactly. And he is not, like, like for example, someone that plays similarly to him, or, like, in theory, Russell Wilson. You know Russell Wilson, after 5 o'clock, is still busting his butt to be better. You oh, know, lives and breathes you, football there. Yeah. Right. You know Peyton Manning is busting his butt to be better. Johnny Manziel, at 5 o'clock when he checks out, you know, 
He's like, hey, man, what's going on tonight? Cavs game party. Right. After hours, my party. Right. And that's and the, it's the I thing. Just, I, I have some friends. Like, I know uh, like I know Johnny Manziel's neighbor. And I got some fr- I got I got some inside. Uh, got right. Some connections to the Johnny yeah, Manziel circle. Well, no, no, we're not going there. Yeah. And But the one thing I know is, like, he does love football. It's just... It, and I think he's a smart guy. I do. I think he's. I'm not saying he's, I think not he's intelligent. Smart. I just don't think he. Which is a key to like. Here, I want my quarterback to be do two things: be smart and be accurate. That's it. I don't care if he throws the ball. Like Colin Kaepernick, 100 miles an hour. Okay. It's and it's all going to come down for Johnny to even even just have a shot, not be good, to have a shot to succeed. Is you're right. He's going to be in there 24 seven, man. All in. Him and Kyle all Shanahan. In. Stepbrother style, sharing bunk beds. Right. And dude, you know. he just doesn't even throw a good ball. He didn't throw a good ball in the preseason. Horrible. And he didn't, th- like, the thing that was really killing me is, like, based off of the preseason, how he didn't look good. And when the Browns were like six and three, people still were on the air on the radio around here wanting Johnny Manziel to play. And it's like, like, based off of what? He hasn't looked good. Ever? Yeah, but at the same time, like you had to, like Brian Hoyer, like Greg Cursell was just on uh, Cleveland radio saying like you had to make the change no matter what. You had to make the change no matter what just because Brian Hoyer was missing players that were open. Hundred percent agree. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. An, I'm not advocating. But yeah, Brian Hoyer versus Johnny Manziel, Manziel. Was come in and be you know baby right. Jesus and right. People were acting, Super Bowl. People were acting like oh the Browns are losing these games. Johnny Manziel would have won these games, and that's just not the the case, man. No, it's definitely not. We would have lost those games. Right. Like, I just like the games that the games that Brian Horry came back in, like the Tennessee game, and uh, sorry, at the, off the top of my head, we came back in the end there to win, kicked the field goal last minute. We drove down the field. I was I was at the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't remember. Yeah, and you know those are games that Manziel wouldn't have won. So, right. but again, it's one game. It's like, you know, and, and you know, we, we've talked about forever. I've never been on the Manziel bandwagon. I mean, I remember like in, you know, when we first started in like February or something, or we wrote some, you know, we were writing like, you know, our first articles and stuff like that. And it was one like overvalue where people are going to overdraft someone like Johnny Manziel in a dynasty league where I'm just like, ah, wait on him. Don't take him. I mean, the values later in the draft. Now, granted, at the time I, I was just like, you know, Maybe think about someone like Aaron Murray, which it's it wasn't necessarily like Aaron Murray. It was the the thought of hey, people are going to overdraft Manziel, like mm-hmm. someone did in our league. You could wait a whole nother round and a half and got Derek Carr. Exactly. That's that's what I was trying to get at. It, you know what I well, mean? We like, had, I mean, we talked all year going to it. We had Teddy Bridgewater number one, right? And then we had then we had Blake Bortles number two, right? And then Johnny Manziel, right? Just because of he's a lot against him. Right, so, but, but the, you know there's a yeah, it's one game. It just but unfortunately, it just came to fruition. Unfortunately, how I I kind of envisioned it, and it's just God, it's it's kind of a scary thought. You All know. Right. Um, last thing I want to, two more things I want to hit on. This one real quick. Uh, you know, George Bell had another solid game. Okay, twenty nine years old, but George Bell is a really underrated running back. Don't right. you say? Don't yeah. You think? Oh, absolutely. Really underrated. Guy. Right. Should be a week in, week out. Like Fred Jackson too. type? Fred Jackson type, yeah. Right. Um, last thing I want to hit on, because I know we're getting here, uh, mm-hmm. getting late again up against here. Uh, where was I? Let's talk about the, you know, Jay Gruden today coming out. 
mm-hmm. saying, calling out like, oh, you know, we need to get ahead so RG three doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to make decisions and throw the ball. I mean, the way the way he's just throwing. I mean, he hates RG three. Hates him. Hates him, right? Yeah, I just, man, I just think that whole situation is just absolutely the cluster. Just another player you ruined. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anybody I touch, man. Anybody you draft the in curse, the first round in the Dynasty Nerds League is The curse unreal. is real, man. The curse is real. The curse is real. If I went down the list of players, man, oh, my goodness. <laughs> the curse the is camp, real. The can't miss players that Mike take. It, it, is, it is pretty... Uh, uh, it's pretty mind battling You know, RG three you took in the first over. You know, you took first. Right. You took Gio Bernard. La- okay, so it was Gio Bernard, not right. last year. Well, who who's your first round pick last year? Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, the, he just teased us this year. Next year he'll. Next stop. year he's yeah he's gonna be terrible. For right. Sure. I but can. My curse. Remember that Kelvin Benjamin. Right. The year before that was Gio. Right. The year before that was RG three. Right. The year before that it was. Was that the Ben Tate year? No. 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 Well, here, I can just name some guys that I took in the first round over the years. Donald Brown. Vince Young. Anthony Gonzalez. Kevin Smith. Donald uh, Brown. Donald Brown. And, you know, uh, God, Leonard Hankerson. Leonard Hankerson. Greg and Little. And Greg Little. Ooh. A lot of busts you just named out. A lot there. of busts, man. A couple teases. A couple teases. Vince Young, a little teaser. Yeah. Anthony Costanzo, a little teaser. No, Anthony Gonzalez sucked, man. No, didn't he have like one good thing? Was it, they got hurt? He got hurt and sucked right away. He was, out of the, he was terrible. And all throughout college, he slept in one of those hyperbaric chambers, too, to keep his keep fresh. And he goes it was and like and my rule number one. I hate Ohio State, but I just took him. Yeah, I don't. I, I hate Michigan. I remember there's a year I took uh, in the first round. <laughs> I hate Michigan. There's a year in the first round I took. Uh, Chad Henney, and then I took Mario Manningham. <laughs> right. At the back of Michigan. I mean, it's not that I would never take Ohio State guy, but it's just, like, funny that, you know, like, I, I'm like, all right, here we go. I've seen this guy forever. I've hated him forever, but I'm buying in. Yeah, and he's, he's still good. He's going to be good, though. Right. Peyton Manning's throwing the right. ball. Peyton Manning made guys off the street look like Jerry Rice, mm-hmm. not the guy I drafted in Dynasty. Everybody, Give me a break. Everybody but your guy. Right, everybody. And luckily, I can hit on the later picks, man. That's the only thing. That's where that's me. your bread and butter there. Speaking of hurricanes, I mean Duke Johnson. Right, he's gonna just he's a random out. rookie guy that's gonna come out of that kind of uh, you know the more he's coming out. Cause I I still haven't like I'm getting a lot of like rookie questions and I'm like listen man I I'm still in NFL mode here I haven't you know I haven't broken down a lot of these college guys at all. Right. So it's like I got I got next three months to dig deep in here, but right. Uh, couple of things I've seen on him. He looks pretty good, huh? Oh, he's awesome. I know, I know something that you liked a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, he's awesome. Going to be good? Yeah, he's going to be good. Start. He's similar to, he plays similar to, like, uh, you know, Gio and um, uh, Andre Ellington and stuff like that. He's be a PPR monster. Uh, he Catches really well. Yeah, and he can score anytime he touches the ball. I like you know those I mean? kind of players. Right, very explosive. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this draft class because, they got the like without diving in. It seems like it's still gonna be another like good class. Like, where like there's some good receivers coming in again. Right. Yeah. There's some good receivers. I st- I mean like you know I, I there's more not... names are popping out to me. You know like the, that we see right, in here. Because some know? of the younger guys come out. You know when the younger guys come like when you were we're originally you know talk about it. It's hard to project what guys what younger guys are gonna come out unless it's like blatantly obvious. You know. But as more juniors declare. 
you know, it makes the class a little bit more deep, you know? Like and Sammy Coach just declared, yeah, you know? He's, so. He was somebody I was thinking of. Was, you right. know, he's like a little speedster guy. That but, but, like, well. you know, three months ago, we didn't think he was going to declare or whatever. True. You know what I'm saying? He's so. a good receiver. Right. Yeah. And then, there, I mean, there's some guys, like, in this class that I like a lot. Like, you know, I think there's, like, because this class has been so good now. And with Brandon Cooks going to IR, I think he's going to come back next year and do well. Right. The course. guys that even had, like, no, you know, Allen Robinson. Right. Uh, Dante Moncrief. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. And those are, like, three guys, like, I think they're, like, I think they're having some really good potential breakout year, years next year. And I think yeah. even more so, I think those guys are going to be, like, legit in, like, 2016. Right. Oh, yeah. That, would, that wouldn't surprise me. So, I just, if I. It's a lot like, of good players coming out, and, and the, uh, the wide receivers. The, the well, obviously this year I think is gonna be great for running backs, but there's still gonna be good wide receivers um, based off some of the you know the underclassmen declaring. I mean, just the top names off the you know now Devontae Parker, uh, Kevin White, and Amari Cooper. Right. All three that could be solid, solid like really good receivers. Right. Plus, emerged with the last year's class. There's the, it's like a renaissance for wide receivers. And that's the thing. Like, we talked before, if like, you blow up a team and all of a sudden you had a whole bunch of firsts last year and then you have like, a whole bunch of firsts this year, I mean, you could build a solid good team off of those draft picks. Right. Now we'll get in all those guys here in the next coming months. Right. Uh, again, I want to shout out all our uh, peeps out there that went on iTunes and gave us a ranking. We did that before the show started. I know, but I'm doing it again. Oh, okay. That's how, that's how positive I am. Tune in next week. We're going to give away a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Uh, we'll have something on there on Twitter. You just we'll, we'll pick something to tweet out. You tweet it out, pick one random winner, and we'll send you a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. The coolest t-shirt that you'll probably own, to be honest with you. I'm not even, don't want to sound cocky about our shirts, but they're pretty sweet. Cool. It's got our logo and stuff on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. See, they're over there in the box. Might snag one on the way out. Thief. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, shout out to all those people, and uh, I would love to try and figure out a way. Like, to, I wish there was a way to incorporate all the people that went on iTunes to find a way to give out a T-shirt to one of those guys too. But I can see it now. Like, hey, if you tweet at you ranked us on iTunes, tweet at us, and I can see people like, I, I ranked you. Right, <laughs> I'm yeah, this guy. Probably can't. Uh, but if you did, we appreciate it. You made us the number one ranked Dynasty podcast. Uh, I still go on there randomly and read the reviews because they just put a smile on my face. And uh, if you haven't, there's still time. All season's coming up. You got plenty of time to get on iTunes and. Throwing ranking up there. Uh, until then, you can definitely hit us up on Twitter. Get on DynastyNerds.com. Use the forum. Uh, it's a great way to talk fantasy football and stay interactive in fantasy football all year is using DynastyNerds.com forum. Um, I get on there at least uh, a couple times a week. Mike gets on there a couple times a year. And, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at DynastyRich. At DynastyNerdMike. Uh, if you want to shoot at DynastyMatt, congratulations on having a baby girl. He's a shotgun ready now. Uh, he, we'll see if he's, he'll be back next week uh, We'll see And those newborns well, The newborns are easy to just lay there They don't do anything You can actually lay them down on the ground They don't move Yeah so. Eat, sleep, poop, repeat Yeah Eat, poop, sleep, 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 poop Eat, sleep, sleep, repeat mm-hmm. yeah. Repeat Cool little, little poops Yeah Oh, We're not talking about poop on our podcast Alright, let's tell kind of Time to go, man Alright, guys Until next All week right. Good luck in your championship games this week. Uh, hopefully, you guys, all come away a winner and tune in next week for a dynasty for a chance to win a dynasty nerds T-shirt. Talk to you then, guys. All right, later. Peace. Ready, set, button.
Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.